It's game week. You are Locked On Turks, your daily podcast on the Maryland Turks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Create an account and use Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. It's finally game week for the Maryland Terrapins. We have a game on Saturday in a couple of days. It's not too far away anymore. We've waited the whole offseason. We've gone through the transfer portal. We've gone through all these different things, all the different preseason talks. But it's fine to actually put it out there on the field. The field is what matters. You can talk about everything on paper. But it's finally to put the product on the actual field. 3.30 and at the shell. On BTN, Maryland takes on Towson in a game that we should win. And the energy overall in College Park is just different right now. I haven't seen it in my life as a Maryland Terps fan. The energy that the football program is bringing. The way they're just talking about the culture that they've built up. And overall, some of the things that they've done. I just haven't seen that type of energy and overall excitement about the program and how Coach Loxley talks about it especially. He talks about it, the one thing he said about winning Big Ten championships, of course. That was one big statement that he hasn't made as a Maryland Terrapins coach. But also how he's just talking about how they go about practice, the leadership overall. I have never seen it yet. As a Maryland Terrapins team, the way Coach Loxley has talked about this team overall. And it's not just the energy of the culture and stuff. There's legit talent that we haven't seen. Seven players on the Senior Bowl, on the pre-Senior Bowl watch list for 2024. I haven't seen that before as a Maryland fan. So the way that the program is constructed this year and the way that he's built this up, it's really exciting where we go, where we are going overall as a program. Of course, last year we had eight wins and two years ago we had seven wins. So it's showing that it's just going like this and we might be ready to take the next the next step and we might be peeking around a corner that we haven't peeked around before. But I want to get into some of the biggest storylines of the game Coach Loxley had his press conference yesterday. Jay Sean Jones talked. Bo Bray talked. The two veteran players from Maryland, two of our better players, they both talked. So I want to get into some of what they had to say and some of the major storylines of the game. And number one, I thought I had to start with, this is Coach Towson is Coach Loxley's old school. Coach Loxley went to Towson. I think that might be one of the biggest storylines of the game. He talked about in his press conference how he's in forever in debt for what Towson brought to him. He was his first person in his family to graduate and headed up to Towson um, about an hour away from where he grew up in D.C. So he headed up the road. But he actually played football for Towson. 
And this is the first time he's coached against them. So that's a really interesting storyline about how Coach Loxley is going against his old school in a school that he grew up loving in a school that he played for. And so he has many ties to the Towson program. And you know he cares about it. You know he checks in on it. But that doesn't mean he's going to take it easy on them at all. We're still going to win by a lot of points. Coach Loxley loves Towson's forever in debt for what they do, he says. But he's still going to blow them out. If we're being honest, he's still going to blow them out. And it's not going to be very close. But I thought that was a really cool point to make that Towson is still kind of everything for him. It means a ton. He keeps up with the program. But he also talked about this has been his most productive camp so far as a coach at Maryland. I talked about a little bit of how the energy is just different now in terms of how he talks about the team, the talent that we have overall. And these are a concrete example of what I'm talking about. He talked, this is the most productive camp ever that he's had. That's not something you just throw around if you don't really believe it. He hasn't said that every year. He hasn't been like last year. This is the most productive camp I've had. Or the year before that. This is the most productive camp I have. It's not just um, coaches talk, I would say. This is legitimately, I think, the most productive camp he's had. And that makes sense with the talent that we see on the team, with the leadership and six-year guys like Jason Jones. And there's just a ton of leaders on the team. So it makes sense that this is the most talented team and the most productive camp that he's had so far. And he also said there's been no problems. That's been part of why it's been the most productive camp. There's been no problems at all. No one's got in trouble. And he said past years, it hasn't been like that. So I think that's another really big storyline going into the game. So I'm expecting better discipline in terms of there should be less penalties committed. But overall, I'm just, it's amazing where we're going. It's amazing to hear what the coach has to say. But at the end of the day, we have to put it on the field. So we'll see if we do that. Against Towson, it shouldn't be much of a problem. But in the next couple of games, we got to put it on the field. But the way that Coach Loxley has really talked about what he's built has been truly amazing. But it's a new era for Towson football. It's their first game with their new coach, Pete. Pete was actually from, came from D2 West Florida, led them to a D2 National Championship, and I want to say 2019. And his dad played linebacker for the Colts. So he's done some really good things overall as a head coach, which I think is important. He grows up in a football family. He knows football. He has some really good concepts defensively, offensively. The throw at Maryland that we might not be used to. And it's going to be hard. I'll get into this a little bit more, but it's going to be hard to match up Towson's film Last year, because we also had to watch the West Florida film, because he's it's a completely new coaching staff for them. Adam, head coach in other spots too, so it's going to be hard to match up the film because we can't just go straight up watch Towson film for last year.
because stuff is going to be a little bit different. We also have to watch some West Florida film in which Coach Loxley talked about. And Jason Jones also talked about it, how it's going to be hard for them to match up the film exactly and how they kind of had to go back and forth and watch both films and kind of put it all together, which is a challenging thing to do. So I don't expect us to have any trouble overall. I think this might be better to have a new challenge part of the game in terms of game planning and matching up two different films because there's a new coach. So I think it's kind of important that we go through a little bit of struggle in the first game. I think more of the challenge against Towson, as challenging as it gets, the better for the program. More and more I think about it, Towson might be the perfect week one opponent. I'll talk about this after this message from game time. Have you ever wanted to go to a game at the last minute, like a Maryland Terrapins game, but finding tickets is hard? I have been there before. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem Locked On College for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. Towson might be the best opponent and a perfect type of opponent for us to play week one. The more and more I thought about it, and I kind of came up with that last night after watching the press conference and everything. At first, I'm like, I would prefer more of a challenge, maybe a power five opponent. But the more and more I think about it, Towson is a great, perfect opponent for us to play week one. And let me tell you why. Of course, I just talked about their head coach and how he comes from a D2 program where he's been a national champion before. He comes from a football family. So he's going to bring some stuff that we haven't maybe seen. He's going to bring a really good game plan overall to play against our guys. I'm sure he's watched a ton of film to give his guys the best chance to win. They're not expecting to win the game, I'm sure, but... They're expecting maybe that they can make it close and surprise the world. So their coach does some really good things, which I think is great for us because it gives our players a chance to play against a really good coach. Because in the Big Ten, we know we play some really good coach programs overall, whether it's Coach Harbaugh at Michigan, Coach Day at Ohio State, Coach Franklin at Penn State. Coach Rule now at Nebraska. There are many really well-coached teams in the Big Ten. Most of the teams are coached really well in the Big Ten. So getting a chance to go against a really good coach while also getting our feet wet, I would say, and not having to really worry about starting 1-0 in terms of we know we're going to beat them. But another point Coach Loxley made was that All five of their offensive linemen are over 300 pounds, which is very rare in FCS football. You don't usually get five offensive linemen that are um, over 300 pounds or at least 300 pounds. And Towson has 
three, five guys that are over 300 pounds, which is really important because it gives our defensive line kind of a challenge. I'm not going to go ahead and say their offensive line is going to be the best challenge we're going to see all year, but it's going to give us sort of a challenge because those guys are going to be big. So we have pretty much all new starters across the defensive line. So it gives Tommy Akingbasote, Jordan Phillips in the middle, Donald Brown on the edge, Kemal Wyatt on the edge, Quayshaw Fuller on the edge, all new kind of starters, a chance to get their feet wet, but against guys that aren't like smaller and guys that we aren't really going to be playing against. Obviously, they're not going to be the same talent as a Michigan offensive lineman or even like an Indiana offensive lineman. There's a reason. There's a talent difference for sure. But they're all 300 linemen. They should be strong. They should be relatively athletic. So it gives them a challenge while also starting to get their just their feet wet. And so we can get the kinks and stuff figured out. We can see the stuff we're not doing well fast. And he also talked about how they have size on the defensive line. So the same thing I'm talking about with how it gives the chance for the defense our defensive line to get things figured out. It also gives a chance for our offensive line to get things figured out before we get into a real game against Virginia. Because if you look at it, our first two games are figured out, figuring it out games, Charlotte and Towson. So Towson gives a solid challenge. While we know we're going to start 1-0, and but it also gives us some really good spots to work on things where we need to work on where they do some things well. But I think most important thing is that we're going to start 1-0. And starting 0-1 to the season in college football just never feels right. It's a little bit of a different thing in the NFL. NFL, you can rebound from it. You can come back from it. College football, of course, we're not expecting the playoffs for the Maryland Terrapins. It's not like one loss and we're done and our season is over. And it's like, dang, like we were going to make the playoffs. We expect our team to make the playoffs. Now it's impossible for us to do that. But just starting 0-1 in college football, it's hard to get back into where you want to be. So starting 1-0, and I think, and building momentum, what Coach Loxley actually talked about is really important. But they also have... A couple of really good players at the receiver position, Coach Lossie talked about. They have a couple of playmakers that are um, new cornerbacks and are experienced secondary can get a challenge against, whether it's Jaquan getting, who's a new starter from Cincinnati, him starting over there, and then Tarheeb still, who's been an awesome player for us for as long as he's been a Maryland program since he's been a freshman. But overall, the guys get in the back end, Bo Braid, Dante Trader, they get an actual somewhat of a challenge because there's some really good wide receivers on that team that we I might not know of, you might not know of, but Coach Loxley is talking about it. The players are talking about it. They have some really good players there, and they also have a really good game record. Coach Loxley talked about it. At number 55, their linebacker, who Coach Loxley said controls their middle of the defense, kind of controls everything for us. All year we're going to go against great linebackers, whether it's Abdul Carter at Penn State or Eichenberg at Ohio State. We're going to go against game-changing type of talent all over the place. We're going to have to game plan. There's so many good defensive players in the Big Ten. Behind the SEC, it's the best conference right now. And next year, 
it's going to be close to the SEC. The SEC still wins. But there's so many good defensive players that we're going to have to game plan around. And so if they have a game record that we get a chance to game plan and start practicing that and making sure we're good with that and we can game plan around him and we can neutralize him, I think that's really important for us to do and to work that out and make sure that we have that down before we have to get into a guy that can actually legitimately wreck our season. Because 55, I'm sure, is an awesome player, but they just don't have the depth overall to still beat us and for him to really wreck the game to an extent that it's going to really hurt us. But we know that Ohio State, they probably got like all 11 guys on defense probably can wreck the game. Penn State, but like legitimate game records. Ohio State probably has like five legit game records that can legit tear up our game plan. They're two pass rushers I look at, and it's like, oh, we can't block them. So it's a chance for us to start and make sure that we know how to game plan against a specific player while also starting 1-0, and which I think is really, imp- really important in building momentum going into the season. And then I wanted to touch on this. It also gives um, us a chance to get the wide receiver rotation down. Someone asked a question at the press conference. Does he have an idea how to how he's going to rotate the wide receivers? Which I think was a really good question because they're so deep there, which is pretty crazy to think about because we had three, we have three guys competing for the NFL roster. Raheem Jarrett just made the fifty three roster. Dante Demas got cut unfortunately, but we have three guys right now from last year's team that are in the NFL working working to be on a team, and the fact that now it's even a deeper, better room, I'm interested to see what we're going to do in the room because there's so many different talents in there. There's transfers, so these this first game against Towson has a chance to make sure the rotation is kind of right. And how we want to play these guys, there's experience, there's youth, there's everything in that wide receiver room that you want. Whether it's a guy like a transfer like Tyrese Chambers or Caden Prather, two guys that are expected to be a huge contributors right away, or Jason Jones, six-year graduate student, or a guy like Octavian Smith and Shalik Knox, two young players that are expected to step up. Or a guy like Ty Felton, who's now a junior that's really talented, that's expected to take a next step. So just seeing how they decide to rotate that room, I think Towson gives us a chance to make sure that's in play, going into Charlotte and then going into Virginia. But overall, it gives us a chance to be able to figure everything out while Towson poses some questions or poses some challenges to us, and they're really well coached. And so Towson overall, they do all those things, and they're going to give us some challenges. They're well coached, like I said, and that gives us a chance to go against that while also starting 1-0, and which I think is really important overall to the team. Three Terps ranked top five in position groups in the Big Ten. Who are they? I tell you. After this, college football season is here and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live each Friday 
Lock On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. Howard Griffith, a Big Ten analyst, ranked all the top five players at every position group in the Big Ten, and three Maryland players made top five rankings. I tell you if they're too high, too low, and what it means right now. So let's get into it. Talia Tungvaiola was the number two ranked QB in the conference behind J.J. McCarthy. I want to like make sure we appreciate this a little bit. To have the number two ranked quarterback in the Big Ten is truly amazing and overall just great for the program. But this is what I would say about it. Talia has an argument for number one, for sure. It's not... He definitely has an argument for number one. I understand putting J.J. McCarthy at number one. I understand it. J.J. McCarthy is the more talented player, a bigger arm, more athletic tools. He's bigger. But in terms of production that we've seen on the field, right now you would say Talia has been the more productive college player. Especially the fact that, if we're being real, Michigan has a lot more talent than Maryland has had. That's just how it is. And so Talia has been able to put up insane numbers over the last three years. And J.J. McCarthy last year was a first-year starter. And there were times, I'm not going to say he like struggled, but there were times people questioned, could he complete the deep ball? Was he really the answer at quarterback? People questioned McCarthy during the year, and people don't question Talia as our quarterback. And so you're projecting a little bit with J.J. McCarthy. It was a good year, a really good first year for McCarthy. They made the playoffs and all that and whatnot. But Talia, you definitely could put at number one. There's an argument for both ways. I'll give you that. But I'm going to say Talia at number one and should be number one. So I'm going to say we have the number one quarterback in the conference. I guess we'll see when... Talia goes out and battles J.J. McCarthy, but the weapons at J.J. McCarthy, especially in that running back room, is crazy on the offensive line. So Talia doesn't quite have that. So just seeing Talia being able to, to put up big numbers without having that. And Maryland has some talent this year. I've talked about it. There's a different feel this year. But without without um insane like first-round NFL talent all over the place, best running back room in the whole country, the best offensive line in the country. You know what I mean? A really good receiver group. Talia hasn't had all those things. He's had some of those things. He hasn't had a great offensive line. He's had a great wide receiver group. He's had good backs, but he doesn't have the backs that they have at Michigan. So I could argue Talia at number one. And then Bo Breed was the number five ranked safety in the Big Ten. People kind of have mixed reviews on Bo Breed. It's interesting because if you look at an NFL draft ranking, they have him as their top five safety going into the NFL draft. So not just in the Big Ten, not just in the country, just overall 
going into the NFL draft. And they have Bo Brady's number five safety in the Big Ten. So, I mean, both ways you put it, it's a great award for Bo. It's a great recognition. But at the end of the day, I think you can also put Bo a little bit higher. I think he deserves to be a little bit higher. I think he'll prove this year that he might be the best safety in the Big Ten. And watch out because Dante Trader is also coming fast. Dante Trader got a lot of talent. So our safety duo right now, one of the best in the Big Ten for sure. And then the most amazing thing, intriguing thing, whatever you want to call it, is Tyrese Chambers ranked number three in wide receivers post-positional camp rankings in the Big Ten after Marvin Harrison and Emeka and Buka, two of the best wide receivers in the country. I'm just overall really surprised about Tyree Chambers ranked number three because Tyree Chambers isn't considered even our number one wide receiver. A lot of people that you talk to and the way people project things, Tyree Chambers projected to be like our number three wide receiver. So I'm like, how can he even be the number three ranked wide receiver in all the Big Ten? Obviously, Howard Griffith saw something at camp that he liked. I'm not going to hate on it. But if Tyree Chambers plays like a... He doesn't even have to play like number three wide receiver in the Big Ten. If he plays like a top five wide receiver in the Big Ten, we're got, we got something cooking on offense. Because I wouldn't even consider him our best wide receiver right now. So, if Tyree Chambers can play at that level, then the wide receiver room is even better than I thought it was and that's a hard thing to say. So, overall, really great for our Terps to be recognized. Really great to be in top fives. But there is a game this Saturday. So, make sure you like and subscribe for coverage all week long. And then Monday, we'll come back and review the game. But that's all we have for today. Like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.